0: Thanks for joining me here on the Bare Bones Yoga Podcast, Conversations for Yoga Teachers. My name is Karen Fabian, the founder of Bare Bones Yoga. I'm a yoga teacher and educator, and my goal here is to provide you, the yoga teacher, with interesting, compelling content designed to pique your interest in teaching, help you grow as a teacher, and support you on your path to sharing this wonderful practice with your students. I've been teaching for over 14 years and through my classes, workshops, online courses, books, and other content, I focus on the anatomy of yoga and how teachers can learn this complex subject and present it to their students in an understandable way, all designed to help them bring more impact to their teaching. Even though we're not in the same room, I want you to envision for each episode that we've sat down for tea in a cozy coffee shop. Some days we'll talk about technical teaching topics. Some days we might have a teacher friend join in on the conversation. And other days we'll face some of the personal challenges that can come up when we take on the journey of a yoga teacher, knowing that the more authentic we can be, the more we can impact others. For more information about my products and programs and to contact me at any time, please visit my website at barebonesyoga.com let's get into today's episode hi everybody my name is karen fabian and i am the founder of bare bones yoga and i am so incredibly excited to be recording my first my very first podcast for those of you who have never met me i am a yoga teacher and uh, I have a number of different places where I provide content, really specifically for yoga teachers, and um, I really wanted to get into Podcasting, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that today. But I first wanted to really welcome you to this, which is the inaugural episode um, hopefully of many, many episodes of the Bare Bones Yoga Podcast Conversations for Yoga Teachers. So, thank you so much for taking some time to join me today uh, in this first. Uh, first podcast, and you know, I wanted to start out by you know just just giving you a little bit of of background, not so much about the nitty gritty of you know kind of my teaching story, but just start with a story in particular too. Really, um, I know for for many yoga teachers out there, if you're if you're listening and you are a teacher, you probably can think back to something that was the genesis of your interest in teaching, you know, kind of that seed that was planted in the ground that turned into your teaching career. Whether it's a part time teaching career or full time really doesn't matter. It's it's really for, for many of us, you know, kind of stoking the fire of interest and realizing that this is really your path, what you're meant to do. And for me, you know, when I, I sat and thought as I was preparing uh, for this podcast here, I thought, you know, kind of back into my memory bank. What what was it about yoga teaching that when I began doing it, what were some of the things that I made connections to in my past? Because I certainly felt compelled to do it. And I remember when I um, had graduated from college and I had uh, gone into an, an my, one of my first positions in the clinical setting. And I was working in a rehab facility. And I had a patient, his name was John. And this facility was all patients with head injury. So it could be from trauma, it could be from uh, some other kind of clinical condition, medical condition. And he had uh, what's called locked-in syndrome. So he could, uh, he was cognitively intact. So he understood everything that was happening, just like you or I. But he was very limited in from a mobility perspective, and he couldn't speak at all. So my work with him, I was a rehab counselor on a kind of an interdisciplinary team of clinicians, and my work with him, and this was many years ago, before technology was really as advanced as it is now in terms of giving. Uh, people with physical challenges, ways to communicate using technology. So back in the day, we were really using uh, a, a board, an alphabet board, and he would point um, with his finger and his arm was in a sling. So it took us, he and I, several weeks to work together to get him adept at using this communication device. And he was really working towards wanting to communicate with his wife when she came to visit And so uh, one day he came to visit and he, she came to visit, and he was really looking forward to be able to communicate with her, but he wanted me to be there, not so much as a translator, but just as a facilitator of sorts. And we, you know, she came in, she sat down, and I, I really didn't need to help him that much, just a little bit, but I remember at the end, you know, he was beaming from ear to ear. He was so excited that he was able to communicate with her. And I left the the room, and I went out to the nursing station, and I was talking to the nurses about what had happened. And um, they they looked at me and they just said, you know, this is this is what it's like here. It's just the miracle of rehab. It doesn't always happen in big ways. Sometimes it happens in small ways. It really depends on the person. And I remember, you know, as I. Progressed, you know, through the years, and eventually ended up teaching. Um, in a lot of ways, that's how the yoga journey is as a practitioner. You know, there are sometimes miracles that happen on the mat, things that we realize, and other days it seems like we're just kind of slogging through. And um, and yet, some days it seems like we're making, you know, little. Little advances in in different ways, whether it's physical or spiritual or emotional, uh, lots of different aspects. And from a teaching perspective, the same thing can happen as well. And so, from that, I, I remember as I was thinking about this, um, another moment in in kind of my background before I got into teaching that I think really kind of led me there. I um, probably a number of years after that that first job, I, um, was going through a personal challenge when I was in the process of getting divorced and, and I got divorced. And one of the things I thought would be helpful would be to go on a vacation. I think this is probably a common experience for people, kind of a getaway to restore and kind of get my thoughts together. And I went to this place I'd never been before. It was a, um, Uh, like a health spa in uh, a tropical island type location and I'd never done yoga before in my life and I remember at one point during the the week that I was there I went to a yoga class and it was in this beautiful uh, beautiful glass studio uh, on stilts so it was high above the ocean but on the ocean you know kind of on the beach there and when you went into the room you could see out into the ocean it, w- it was really magical and um, we started to, to do the class and at some point towards the end when we were doing work on the floor that I remember I just started to cry and I, I don't know what triggered it to me I mean I think obviously there were some things I could think about on a logical level that would be upsetting to me, kind of things I was still working through, but I didn't understand why the catalyst to the emotional release was the yoga practice. And so fast forward, maybe about, oh, maybe about 18 months later, I actually was encouraged to attend a yoga class by two friends of mine. And um, one of them was a guy who was using yoga in his routines. He was a bodybuilder. And he said, oh, you know, I know you're going to the gym. I know you're running. You should come with me to this yoga class in Cambridge at the Baptiste studio and you're really going to love it. It's super hard and you sweat a lot and all that. And so I went to this first class and my friend Qualey was teaching, shout out to Qualey. <laughs> and, um, and I, I thought, oh my God, this is such an amazing blend of all these things. And I could think back to my work in the rehab center. I could think back to that one experience I had taking a yoga class. And, um, so that really, you know, when I think about the background for me and kind of my origin story when it comes to um, why I do the work I do, uh, that those two scenarios really are top of mind. And and I think if you're listening out there and you're a yoga teacher, you can probably think beyond kind of, I know when people say, oh, yoga changed my life, you know, and I, I think that that is a common sentiment, you know, and it's always interesting to kind of dig a little deeper there and um, think about, well, what is it about it that changed your life? I know certainly if you're out there and you're teaching full-time and you're kind of struggling to make things work, you can sometimes think, why the heck did I get involved in yoga teaching? This is such a challenging career, uh, certainly to take on as a full-time career, but yet it is one where passion often drives um, what you do and just that feeling that you're completely aligned with your true your true nature. So, I wanted to also tell you a little bit about, you know, the name of my my brand is Bare Bones Yoga. And while I don't have a yoga studio, I by choice, I'm an independent teacher. I like to have my hands in a number of different things um, in terms of my, uh, now this podcast, of course, um, creating online courses for yoga teachers, uh, teaching in studios. I have a very active program where I teach to children of all different ages, um, my blog, my YouTube channel, uh, webinars, workshops in person. So I like to have my hands in a lot of different things, knowing that people always learn differently. Um, but the bare bones yoga name i just thought i would give you a little bit of background it's kind of a fun story especially if you live here in boston where i am recording this from and where i live um so back right around the time when the uh recession hit in 2008 Right shortly after that, a number of students that I had at some local studios uh, couldn't afford to go to class anymore. You know, They had lost their jobs, and and they were just really unable to continue to pay for class. So I went to a realtor friend of mine, and I said, hey, you know, do you have a space that I could use just for yoga classes? I don't want to rent a space and set up a formal studio. I just want a space where I can go and teach, and that's it. And I can make the classes just kind of a drop-in, really inexpensive for people. And so he found me this space that uh, was behind Fenway Park, and it was a gas station, and it had been renovated. And it was really industrial looking. Kind of think um think about like a Janet Jackson video back in the day that was like super industrial, and she was kind of in this rough space dancing, that kind of thing. So it kind of looked like that. It was clean, but it was definitely, you know, kind of low budget, but really kind of industrial looking. it was it was cool. And it had the gas station kind of front with the door and we put um frosted uh uh coloring on the on the windows on the garage door so you couldn't see in anyway so that's where we did classes and I taught a couple times a week and this was back in 2009 when you know here in Boston there wasn't there weren't a ton of yoga studios, so it was kind of a pocket of the city that didn't have a lot of studios. So it it was just a, a a different kind of thing to do, a different way to offer class. It was $10 a class. And over time, that space changed hands. And if you do live in Boston and you ever drive down Boylston Street in the Fenway, that space is now the Tasty Burger restaurant. So now you know that that originally, after it was a gas station, was the original site of Bare Bones Yoga. And I called it that because it was just Bare Bones Yoga. It was, you come, you bring your own stuff, you have, you know, $10 for class, and that's it. And then when we're gone, we're gone. So it was kind of the yoga and nothing else. And uh, But I loved the name, especially because my focus when I teach is on anatomy and all of the training tools I provide for yoga teachers, for the most part, are on the anatomy, the anatomy and biomechanics related to yoga. So uh, I kept the name and and that was really, um, it was me- it was still had meaning for me, but that's kind of the genesis behind it. So I wanna talk a little bit with you now about what the focus is of this podcast. Um, you know, I know there are a lot of podcasts out there, and there actually are, of course, other podcasts about yoga. And um, I want to talk a little bit now just to give you kind of a framework of what you can expect from from the Bare Bones Yoga podcast. So I want you to think of this podcast. Let me Let me kind of start from like a visual perspective. So think about maybe a time when you sat with a teacher and had tea and talked with that colleague teacher about different teaching topics. So certainly podcasting is a rather intimate experience. You're listening in a very, you know, kind of close way to to the person hosting the podcast. You usually have your, obviously your earphones in. And um, so that kind of image is I know for myself when I sit occasionally, um, very rarely actually, which is kind of a sad thing, but every once in a while if I have a chance to sit with a colleague and have some tea in a coffee shop and and talk about different things, I want you to think about this podcast uh, in a similar way. so maybe it, it's a conversation when you're sitting around with a group of teachers at a teacher training or a workshop. Not so much a one- day workshop, although it could be, but uh, think about those times that you go away and you go to a maybe a week-long teacher training and there's that intensity of um, being around you know all yoga teachers and you're in training together and you have you know maybe, free time or different times throughout the day where you where you have lunch and dinner and you have a chance to sit and chat and chat with teachers you know did in those scenarios did you find yourself opening up and talking to teachers about different topics related to your teaching you know the reality is those um opportunities are more one-off than routine and at best you might have a quick chat in your normal day-to-day um schedule with a colleague before or after class as you're headed in or out of the studio. Another focus of the podcast is to discuss topics that focus on teacher development. Remember in your first teacher training how you had this awesome connection with a senior teacher? And during that entire experience you were mentored and supported and really had a clear sense of where to go if you had a question. And then you graduated. And what if you took training in a different city? Uh, you most likely returned home and you were really left to apply all that you learned on your own. You know, even if you had the benefit of connection via email and social media, there's still so much that comes up when we teach. I know for myself, I hear about so many topics when I do my one-on-one coaching sessions with teachers and some questions relate to actual teaching and some to just our way of being. You know, this this idea that, you know, there's a way of being as you're a teacher, you know, certainly we're being of service, but we have to be connected to ourself and present. And there's a lot of other pieces to that. So this whole kind of way of being topic will be something we'll talk about as well on the podcast and i can promise you for me as for many teachers we're definitely going to talk about um, one of the biggest blocks that teachers can have which is fear and fear can show up in a lot of different ways and you know maybe it's something that you don't really talk about with other teachers but i want to talk about want to talk about it here because it's one of those things we need to get a handle on if we really want to be of service and be open and that's a lot of what's involved in teaching Some of the episodes are going to focus on actual teaching topics. You know, as I said earlier, my focus is on anatomy and my trainings and workshops that I do in person, my online courses and books. They're all focused on anatomy. I mean, as you know, as a teacher, if you're listening as a teacher or practitioner, there's a lot of different aspects we can focus on when we teach. And and that's of course, one of the fun things, right? There's a lot of different angles we can get at it from. I've decided, um, in large part, because my undergraduate degree, uh, my clinical work, my my initial training as a physical therapist, and all of that really um, piqued my interest in anatomy and biomechanics. And so my interest was to carry that through to my teaching. And I really, I really find that people connect to sharing of anatomical concepts when you teach. They really like to learn about the body, especially if they do other things like running or going to the gym. And now, you know, everybody's doing foam rolling. And there's a lot of different, you know, practical ways you can share anatomy with people in your classes. And it really piques their interest and keeps them interested. And um, and so I, I love sharing that information with my students. So in some of the episodes, we'll get into the nitty gritty about teaching itself, uh, anatomy or sequencing, you know, cueing, right? Think about cueing all the things that you say when you teach. You know, that's really one of the biggest ways we have to communicate what we want people to do in class, you know, what the, what the suggestions are for the different shapes, the different poses, the, the key actions they need to take. So really getting a good handle on being able to speak uh, clearly and effectively. I mean, think about how, um, how overwhelmed people oftentimes are when they come to class, especially classes that are, you know, towards the end of a, of a work day, people come rushing in and, you know, they have to kind of manage it all uh, to get themselves, schedule-wise, to get themselves to class and they get there and they put themselves on the yoga mat and they're just completely, you know, kind of brain fried. And so your job as a teacher is to figure out how can I cut through the distraction and one of the best ways to do that is to learn effective cueing. So we'll talk about that in some episodes. And um, alignment and working with students with injuries. I mean, there's a lot of different topics we can cover that kind of fall into this bucket of um, of kind of the technical aspects of teaching, the teaching topics. So, you know, this whole idea of podcasting for me it's kind of funny because, you know, I know as an entrepreneur there's there's A lot that I I say no to just because I try to stay focused on my key um, uh, activities. Um, And when I heard about podcasting, just because I'm a consumer of podcasts, I thought, oh God, I don't want to get sucked into taking on another project that I don't have time to do. But the more I thought about it, you know, I thought I'm always looking for different ways to share content with yoga teachers. And I recognize that there are different ways that people learn. And that's behind, you know, the reason for creating multiple different things that I have for teachers to learn. Books, online courses, videos on YouTube, blog, webinars, in-person training. You know, I want to give people lots of different ways to learn. But there's something about a podcast that's unique. Um, There actually are, when I think about it, there's, there's actually a number of of things about podcasting that are unique. First of all, if you're like me, you have a number of podcasts you listen to. There's no denying that podcasting in general has really picked up after many years of being in place. And the reality is I wanted a chance to use this kind of platform to get my message out and connect with more teachers. Um, But I especially wanted a chance to provide this kind of content, meaning these topics to teachers you know, this links back to what I mentioned before, this idea that you, you know, you maybe sit down with a yoga teacher for tea every once in a blue moon, you're kind of ships passing in the night when you um, are transitioning between classes, you maybe have that intense experience at a teacher training, and then you're kind of off in your individual cities teaching. Uh, And even though there are other teachers around you, and you have social media and email, you know, there's, there's something isolating, I think. I know, speaking for myself, there's something isolating about teaching in a way. And I wanted, um, you know, a way to kind of address that sense of isolation that some teachers can feel and the reality of all that one manages when they're teaching. I want to create a podcast that, you know, can address some of these thoughts and concerns and give you, as a teacher, a place to feel supported. And I mean, when you think about it, I mean, I this kind of sounds a little bit kind of, Goofy, but isn't there something just something really cool about a podcast? I mean, I don't know about you, but when I listen to one, it's like I'm in this protective bubble of learning, exploring, growth, and curiosity. Um, again, as an entrepreneur, I, I actually have a lot of non yoga podcasts that I listen to that are about different aspects of business development and uh, digital marketing. And I have a couple of go to people um, that I listen to and. When I listen to podcasts, I'm often walking to class, and one of my walks is about 40 minutes, so I can usually get in an entire podcast on the way uh, there. And I, I'm just so, you know, in this kind of meditation of learning, and the person is right in my ear, and there's there's something... Um, about absorbing information in this kind of intimate way that I just thought was, was so, that I just think is so cool. It's not really like listening to music, it's, it's like listening to someone right in your ear sharing information. I actually, it's kind of goofy, but I, found, I find myself feeling quite bonded to some of the podcasters whose podcasts I follow closely and I hope that over time I can earn your trust and support as a go-to resource on yoga education and teaching. So I think by now you've probably realized that um, this podcast is for yoga teachers, and by all means, I mean if you're thinking about being a teacher, this might be you know a really great way for you to pull back the curtain to a certain extent on um, on some of what comes up. If you're a yoga student, you know maybe this is a way for you to kind of dip your toe in the water water of you know maybe I want to be a teacher. But, um, but this podcast is definitely for yoga teachers of all levels of experience, all ages, all styles of yoga, and um, anywhere in the world. Regardless of, you know, what style of yoga you teach, we all focus on the core fundamentals of yoga, breath, um, safe and healthy movement, and, you know, really helping people connect to that innate wisdom they have inside them. And as far as experience, I hope and my wish for this podcast is that it becomes a regular base of support for newer teachers, because quite frankly, you know, we expect a lot from new teachers. We train new teachers and give them tons of information, and then they're expected to integrate it all into the action of teaching. I mean, man, it is a huge ask, and there are so many moving parts. I plan on using this podcast as a platform to support new teachers in their initial stages of teaching. But at the same time, you know, this podcast will cover this this idea that I mentioned before, this this quote unquote, ways of being, you know, topics that fall into this category. And those are relatable uh, to any teacher, regardless of how long you've been teaching. I can say for myself, after teaching for 15 years, I still have quite a few things that push my buttons. I mean, man, I could probably do a whole episode on that. And maybe I will, because maybe those are common topics that, um, that other teachers can relate to. Um, I'm open to change though. And I'm always looking at better ways to present things and always looking for ways that I can be open so I can be of help to my students, um, I remember one of the most influential books I ever read was the Deepak Chopra book, um, Seven Laws of Spiritual Success. And he was talking at one point in the book about always kind of approaching things from the perspective of how can I help? How can I be of assistance? And I always think of yoga teaching in that regard. It's not always that we have to have the answers or we have to do cool sequences or we have to, you know, all of that is just kind of window dressing. But if we just kind of lead with that idea that how can i help it just it just really can soften the whole experience and just really give it such a wonderful impact so you know the the topics we'll cover that fall into this category this ways of being category are going to be great for all teachers regardless of how long you've been teaching some podcasts might have guests um, you know so we'll have like a literal conversation won't that be cool I'll actually bring some other teachers another teacher on and and we'll go back and forth so you can listen and um, you know at other times I'm going to bring a teacher on it might actually be through through the phone Uh, that teacher might be in a different location because I do work with yoga teachers one on one through my coaching program and it's it's been amazing to me how teachers have been so open about some of the challenges that they're having, and and that in part, those conversations, those coaching sessions, in part, uh, was the catalyst for me to starting this because I I knew as I was having these one on one sessions that the topics that we were talking about could potentially be beneficial for other people to hear. So sometimes I'll bring on a teacher who's physically with me and we'll have a one-on-one conversation. And then other times I'll dial in uh, somebody who's someplace else. And um, that might be someone that I've gotten there. Okay. And we can kind of go through what that person went through in terms of the coaching session and the topics we covered. And maybe you'll find some, some value in that. So, you know, in terms of what can you look to gain? Because I, I know that people are right now so taxed for time, just in general. And it's kind of funny, as taxed as we are for time, there are so many different ways we can consume content. You know, again, like I said earlier, I know for myself, I provide it in so many different ways and sometimes part of me worries that it's just too many options. But um, I I really, I recognize that there has to be, a value add um, for you to, to listen to this, and you know I want to end here with a story uh, that kind of links to this idea of of what you can gain by listening and what the value add is it is in it for you. You know I can remember um, a time a couple years back I went to a training. Uh, that was hosted by Tiffany Cruikshank, one of my favorite teachers. And we were in Spain, there was probably about 70 of us. And um, we had a chance to pair up with another teacher and share some thoughts about where we wanted to go in our yoga teaching and what we saw for our future and what blocks were standing in the way. And um, I was paired up with this wonderful, wonderful teacher who is a, a dear friend of mine. Even though I don't see her that often because she lives in Australia, her name is Sky Phillips. So shout out to Sky! I'm going to need to make sure I tag her in social media when I post this. Um, and we sat on a hillside in Spain and shared between us the thoughts, uh, our thoughts on yoga teaching, and you know what barriers we saw for us, and what we each thought we needed to move forward. And um, she, was a, she was an amazing sounding board, and she, she really pushed me to think outside the box, but was also able to cut through some of the noise that was in my head and help me to identify what my fears were around doing some of the things I really wanted to do. And so this kind of experience, you know, that of connection with another teacher, being mentored, opening our minds and hearts to the support of others, others, um, learning as well as growing. This is what I hope you find through listening to this podcast. I can't be all things to all teachers and, and maybe for some teachers, this isn't the platform or content they're looking for. You know, that's one of the things you find peace with as a teacher. um, as you gain more experience, you, you realize you can't be all things to all people. You can only be authentic and be yourself. And I promise you that I will always be straight with you, always be honest with you, and push myself to discuss topics that have growth potential, even when they may bring up ideas or concepts that are uncomfortable for me to discuss. My main goal here is to give you a place to go, to learn and grow as a teacher, and to find your own voice without apology and with a complete owning of your power as a creative and authentic individual. So, you know, a few things here, this, this particular episode is going to be a little bit shorter than in general, how they go, since this is kind of just the, the uh, inaugural one, but I want to give you a few things before we wrap up. I'm still kind of getting a handle on the technical aspects of, of the podcasting world in terms of. I know where this is gonna go, so I know the link that I'm gonna be able to share with you, but I'm still working out kind of where it's all gonna be. So for now, I wanna refer you to my website, barebonesyoga.com, for a link to this first episode. And there you can, you know, once you're on the website, you can always email me if you have trouble finding it. So if you maybe see a post on my social media pages, um, you know, about the podcast and the link's not there and you want to listen, you can always just email me and I'll, I'll hook you up. I'll let you know how to find it. And you can find me on all social media as Bare Bones Yoga, and I welcome any comments you have about this first episode. Now, I do live in Boston, here in Boston, where I'm recording this, and if you're in or near Boston, I have four events coming up in the next few months, um, all workshops. So on August 22nd, I'm doing a summer yoga pop-up on Newbury Street here in Boston, which is a yoga class filled with anatomical cues, much more than you'd get in a traditional class, as well as fun giveaways and discounts on all my products, my online courses and my books. And on September 15th, I'm doing a workshop all around shoulder strength, building shoulder strength for arm balances at one of the studios I teach at called Health Yoga Life in Beacon Hill. And then I am doing a related workshop on shoulder anatomy for arm balances uh, on October 6th at Yoga Works in Cambridge. And then one of my favorite workshops to do, which is a fundamental workshops, a uh, fundamental workshop all around kind of the, the key aspects of learning the poses, the alignment and the anatomy involved. And I'm doing that October 20th at Yoga Works in Winchester. And, you know, you can find all the links to sign up for these events on my website, I'm actually going to go home after recording this <laughs> and post them on there because I just firmed up those dates uh, for the Yoga Works events yesterday. Um, as I mentioned in the podcast, my focus in teaching is anatomy, and you know, for those of you who don't live in Boston um, and you want to learn more about anatomy and you can't make it to one of my my workshops, or you just want to take some time to 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 learn more about it, go to my website, barebonesyoga.com, and right on the homepage, you're going to see a link to my Learn Yoga Challenge. And there's a free PDF that you can download when you click that link. And that's going to lead you through an online training on my YouTube channel. It breaks down key poses and the anatomy involved. So you can just go to the website and download that and, um, and then take that training on your own. So I want to thank you so much for listening and I really, you know, honor the time that you've shared with me and, um, and I really appreciate, um, just, just the time to, to listen. I look forward to hearing from you. So if you do have any comments or thoughts, once you listen, please, uh, send me an email or Put a post on social media. I'd love to hear from you. So, until the next session, uh, till the next podcast, be well and namaste.